One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shooting all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's Leah Knauer. And Rachel LaForest, your basic witches. And we have another basic witch in the coven. She's a comedian and a writer, author. It's Kate Willett, and she's so hilarious. So fun. So many great stories. And she's witchy. Y'all are going to love it. Um, Before we jump into this juicy, juicy episode, I want to pull a card for two of our Patreon subscribers. So, Becky, this first one's for you. Whenever you're listening, this is the mantra you need to know from my deck of hearts. Let's breathe. (sighs) Becky, 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 this is it. Mm, I deserve to feel good. Oh! I deserve to feel good. Love Oof, it. I know that's going to be spot on whenever she listens. And this second one is for Venus. Venus, whenever you're listening, this is the mantra you need to focus on. Let's breathe for Venus. I'm feeling like she needs two. Ooh. One and then the one on top. First one is I am present. Second one is stay focused, which Holy shit, we talk about Diana, focused intention goddess, Mm -hmm. today on the episode. So it feels Mm. so fucking right. So Venus, stay present and stay focused. Ooh, 
And if you want your own readings on air, you got to join the Patreon. You can do that by going to the link in our Instagram at Basic Witches. We really hope to see you in there. And um, everyone who's in there has been enjoying the ad-free video episodes. They get to see what we're talking about on the show. Yeah. And the highest tier gets access every month to our virtual full moon circles. And they're so fun and so healing. Um, And if you haven't already, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. It helps us so much. And it's so nice for us to read what you like about our show so we can keep doing that. So please leave us a review. We appreciate it so much. Um, And we know that you'll appreciate this episode with Kate Willett. Kate, I watched your Burning Man set yesterday and I'm just so excited to talk to you about it because I went to Burning Man and I had such a similar experience to your bit. (laughs) I've never heard that before and all the feedback about that story I've never heard like what do people usually say like get your life together (laughs) (laughs) well you're a Burning Man I mean you gotta lean in can you tell our listeners who maybe haven't seen that bit like just a little taste of what happened. So I went to Burning Man. I think this was like 2014 at this point. It was my third time Wait, at Burning Man. We might have been there the same year. And it was also my first time. Was it super windy? A lot of dust storms? It always is, though. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, 20, I went, let me see. I went 20, 2008, 2009, 2014, and 2015, I think. Um, Maybe 2014, 2016. I think 2014 was the year I went. Yeah, it was fun. It was really, it was, it was a good, good time. But I was living in this co-op and I had been sleeping with a guy from my co-op. <laughs> and uh, he and I, we weren't like together by any sort of official status or anything, but we saw each other on the playa and it was like, oh, okay, well, we're already sleeping together. Let's sleep together and then we were like trying to look for a place to to do sex and we couldn't find one because my tent was like covered in dust and like it was just gross and like his camp was really far away so we're like well there's like whole tents for this you know we were right near the orgy camps we're like oh let's go have sex in there you know so we go there and we wait in line and then we go and we end up having sex in there not an orgy just sex between the two of us Mm -hmm. and then we have sex it's you know it's not very long it's kind of a a, a quick one but he is like oh shit and I'm like what and he's like the condom broke and it turns out that like if you leave condoms in the sun they really do break you know oh, so, he, no. so he was like you know all the all the baby batter whatever was inside me <laughs> ah. and I did like the mental calculation and I was like oh shit this is like my little most fertile time you know <laughs> so I was like kind of running it through and I was like fuck I just I simply cannot have a baby with this 23 year old from that I met in the co-op you know <laughs> and um he wasn't that nice either be nice jeez yeah but so then you know we went back to his camp and we're like oh god what are we gonna do so we decided to wake up in the morning and i'm gonna go look for plan b you know because thinking like this is burning man i can't be the first idiot that this has happened oh to. yeah so yeah go to the medical place the medical tent and you know that's the obvious situation 
and there's no plan B there. They're like, yeah, I mean, we could help you with like drug recovery. You know, we could give you like an IV, but I'm like, I'm not even on drugs. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah, this kind of sober. dumb. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've actually been sober for multiple years at this point, you know? <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I go look for him. He's in a cuddle puddle of women, totally oh. forgot about me. So oh, I like wow. make it, I make it, you know, I go to all these different camps. I go to like medical camps, like fucking doctors without borders. And like, you know, uh, someone the I talked to the ranger and he's like, do you want to go to the lesbian camp? And I'm like, they're definitely not going to have birth control. You know, like they don't, <laughs> they, they have another strategy, you know, and, <laughs> the uh, best strategy. Yeah. 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 So I finally find a woman in my camp that has birth control and she's like, yeah, I I actually don't need this because I'm sleeping with women at this point. So, um, (laughs) I just took like half the pack of it, which is basically what plan B is. It's just like a super high dose of birth control. Um, and I didn't know how high of a dose to actually take. So I just took like so much (laughs) and I was fine. I, I mean, like, uh, I, I bled like a lot, um, <sighs> after that, but I did not have a baby, um, which was probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That's, I didn't know that plan B is just like an accelerated amount of birth control. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. a super high dose of hormones basically. Oh, I mean, that's why it makes you feel crazy. Yeah, it's like, uh, my boobs have like never been so big, and I have oh. huge tits anyway. But you know, damn. At what point in the burn was this? Was this early in the week or later? I think it was like midweek. I was definitely still there for several days, and that was damn. like part of it was that I didn't drive myself, so I couldn't really like get off the playa. Uh-huh. You know, like I I couldn't even find the girl that I came with. Like she was a friend, but she's camping on the other side, and I was like, there was there it, it was really it was really like no transportation out of burning man you okay know? yeah burning man is so fucking wild i remember i was one time in a tent like in the same tent there was an orchestra playing like orchestral music and then a kid and his mom playing next to me and then a g- guy getting a blowjob this is all happening in the same <gasps> small tent i know it was like kind of weird for that kid but like i feel bad for that kid yeah, i do too but like well, they i don't know mom was there i mean i don't know do i feel bad like do i feel bad for that kid or do i envy that kid i'm kind of like maybe he was around something primal and natural I don't, is that bad I don't to know, say like, i i grew up with a family that was like very like especially my mom was like really open about sex I mean not like having it in front of me or anything like that but just like one of those parents that was like you know anything that you ever want to know you know I'm like sticks I'm like I don't want to know anything literally <laughs> I think this is disgusting um but <laughs> my mom was you feel like that that formed stuff. you as an adult though to be like kind of woke and sex positive that's a good question. Um, maybe. I don't know. I, like, it's funny because it's like, I, uh, I don't know if I am sex positive. I define myself oh, okay. as sex pretty sure, you know? Uh, <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, people like, I, I, I mean, I think it's good to be sex positive, but like everyone who dates me is like always trying to get 
me into like you know polyamory group sex situations because mm. they're just like oh she's got that hippie vibe and I'm like I you know more of a I, I, I like to I don't know I'm a little more uh more monogamous I think so yeah yeah <laughs> well okay you're being stranded and not being able to go get the plan b is like a reverse order story of what happened to me with taking a bunch of birth control once, because like I was chasing after, well, not even chasing after a guy. He freaking invited me to this like sort of a lakeside cabin where like, you know, a bunch of guys split it and they like invited whoever to come over. It basically became like a cabin house party. And I had got, I had just gotten my period. I was like 15. Um, oh and I had just gotten a period and I was like embarrassed. So I listened to a friend and took a bunch of birth control. Like, I don't know, a whole row or something from a pack. And it did stop the bleed, but it, it made me like have morning sickness. Oh my God. That yeah. Sucks. Cause it was so much hormones. And I think at such a young age too, like your body yeah. has never experienced that. So, um, so I threw up all morning and then I still went to go chase after him <laughs> And you guys, he freaking hooked up with a different girl. Aww. He invited me there and then he freaking hooked up with a different girl. And then I was stranded uh, because I didn't drive. So I had to just stay. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Being in a situation where you just can't leave. Like, I get it. I sat in the car and played Bruno Mars, like, on my phone and cried. <laughs> it's so weird, like, when that, when there's, like, a guy that just, like, sucks and you, like, physically cannot get away from him for some situation yeah. but like appendix to that burning man story is like I went back to the co-op that I lived in and that guy like you know he still lived there we and I'm like dude you like abandoned me when you thought that I was pregnant with right kids, maybe. yeah and then he started fucking another girl that lived there and I was oh. like <laughs> oh my god yeah, fucking story yeah it's like when you yeah. said earlier, at least you could be nice. Like that is the tagline to all men. I feel like if you could right? just at least be nice, like bare, bare, bare uh, minimum. Okay. So you're is. bisexual, right? Kate, you talk about that in your sets, which I also I am love. Bi I am bisexual. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Slash queer. Sometimes I feel more bi, but do you feel like me in that when you are with a man, you're like, you're like, if the other shoe drops, we're just going just to women forever. Like, like if I'm with a man, you better be like such a good man. Cause I could have women. Like I'm also attracted like, to women. I see. I actually feel like my worst relationship was with a woman. Oh, I actually, like, I do agree okay. with you that like cis men are the, on the whole, the worst gender. Yeah. Um, you know, statistically anyway, mm -hmm. but like <laughs> the numbers, found, the numbers like, show it. Yes. Yeah. I found that I, I, I've had like two girlfriends for a while. One was a really long time. We were together for seven years, and that was whoa by far my worst relationship. <sighs> so oh, I don't damn. know. I don't know. I was think I'm it, just very cynical about people. Was it also your longest relationship with anyone? Yeah. Okay, because I feel the worst about my longest one too. So yeah, maybe that's I think because that. when you're young, you don't know to like leave. You know, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I had this like love. And yep. you know, I can't like honestly, I probably had relationships worse than that. 
but they were just a lot shorter. Yeah, know? so it doesn't hurt as bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, then when the person starts sucking, you know, it's a matter of weeks, months, not like years of suck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever, like, do you ever check in on exes? Do you, do you completely separate? Do you stay friends? Do you look at their socials? Like, where do you land? Kind of depends on the ex and how they treated me in the mm-hmm. relationship and whether or not I still have romantic feelings for them at all or... You know, like uh, the lady that I was with for a, a while, like we check in every once in a while, but not a lot. We're not friends, but okay. it's, there's no animosity. But it, it took nice. like several years to feel like we could just, I could just yeah. be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Now it's usually just like, I'll like her post on Instagram or something. If it like um, something really good happens in her life and stuff. I'm on um, a, I'm on a semi-annual subscription. I'll just like check in, just see <laughs> twice every, a year. every, yeah, twice a year to see what's going on then pop out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have one Moderation. I'm, I'm, I've got one ex that I'm pretty good friends with. Um, and we dated for like four years right after that. And he was, the thing is, is like, he was so nice to me that like, mm-hmm. I just don't really have any bad feelings from the relationship. Aww. And it was just like, you know, he was way older than me. And the reason that it didn't work out, it was like more just because we were at a different stage of life. Like nothing mm-hmm. really shitty happened. So nice. it's easy yeah. to be friends with him. But then there's like a lot of in between of like, you know, well, okay, I'm going to like see this person around and like, I'm going to be cool with them. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> would I call this person with like, you know, needing emotional support? I couldn't do it in the relationship. So certainly <laughs> not going to do it afterwards, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. When did, okay. you, when did you come out? When did you realize that you were bisexual? I think in high school, I told a few people, but um, like more broadly in college. Yeah. That's awesome. But I realized when I was like 11 or 12, like, because mm. I, I do you remember like girls. what who it was or that feeling it's reminding me of if you've, if you've seen um fun home there's a song about the ring of keys oh broadway nerds listening know exactly what i'm talking about it's about a young girl who sees like a like lesbian woman and she just immediately sees that and she's like i love that like she's so cool and that was her first moment did you have a, a uh-huh. fun home moment <laughs> No, it was more like, I think I had this friend that I just really like, liked spending time with her. And I was like, oh, like I would kiss her, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Cute. Yeah. And she actually, the person I'm talking about actually grew up to be gay. So I think, oh, I think whatever I felt was happening between us, there there, was was a chemistry, you know, probably an attraction there. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Um, that brings me back to like, just flashing back to people we knew when we were young. So that, that same guy where I had the birth control experience just fucking recently, I decided to check in on him. Like I never check in on exes. That's my stance. I really don't. Um, I sometimes want to, but like, I don't know if it's cause my double Scorpio would just like lean in too much. I just mm. can't at all. I'm very like all or nothing with that. But for some reason, I decided to check in on that fucking dude. He has no social media, so I couldn't find him there. So I Googled him and found his LinkedIn and, and I like read the LinkedIn and snooping on his resume. Yeah. It was the only thing I had. (laughs) It's the only thing I had. He has like a boring finance job and which was like kind of no surprise. And then 
but his picture was really hot. So I was like, oh, okay. Cause I would kind of consider this guy unfinished business. So this was like a little interest. Um, his picture was still hot. And I was like, (laughs) okay, go back to the Google search results. And fricking the, the second result is his wedding page. Like, you know how people make a wedding website. Oh my God. Terrible. (laughs) And I was like, no one can tell I'm in an incognito browser. So I read every page of the wedding site. See, I told you like all or nothing. Did like you when donate I to in, his honey fund? No, <laughs> no, but I looked at all the items on the registry and I was like so happy with my life choices because mm-hmm. he has freaking three vacuums on his registry. Three vacuums. Too many. Is he a, Vir- is he a Virgo? He's a Scorpio, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. See, um, like, I, I don't want that. I don't want that <laughs> life. I think that's good. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> I know that feeling so of like checking an ex's, you know, wedding website and stuff. And I've done that or like look through ex's like wedding pictures. But for the most part, I've managed to completely avoid that mm-hmm. by dating you. emotionally sensitive people that will never have a deep relationship with another oh human being. God. <laughs> If they can't have it with you, they can't have it with anyone. I can go back several years. They'd still be there. They wouldn't like me, uh, but they will still be there. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Are you into attachment styles, Kate? Totally. I'm very anxious. I'm getting better. I'm anxious as well. Anxious Mm. avoidant. I'm anxious stable. And what about what partners do you attract? Do they tend to be a certain attachment type? Yeah, I think I usually kind of go back and forth between like dismissive avoidant and like fearful avoidant people. Wow, <laughs> the ringers. Yeah, I know it's really like hard. the toughest. Every once in a while, I'll hook up with another anxious person and then they'll just blow my both phone freak a lot. Out. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this. Like I was like, I went on a date with this man who was like lovely and I could tell that he was anxious and he was asking me like all this stuff, like very first date about like whether I wanted to have children and what my timeline was for commitment. And it was like, we didn't even know each other. And then he was like texting me like every day and I freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, like this is so much, but because, Mm. and I think it's like, I have that impulse inside me, but I know that I can't do that. And (laughs) I was actually, I was mad at him for being sexist because I'm like, a woman could never behave in this way. We could never give into those impulses. Right. Total (laughs) double standard. Oh my god. Yeah. I'd be like, bunny boiler level if I was asking about when a guy was gonna have kids yeah that's wild yeah my boyfriend is secure it's my first time I think dating someone secure and it's like it's a trip in that it's not a trip at all it's like so even keel and my anxious ass is just not used to it I'm used to it now but wasn't Mm. before I think that I will not date another avoided person. This last, mm-hmm. I, I say this every time, but this last time I really think was the last time. It was like- Okay, good. I, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, anxious it, it, that avoided people should just not date each other, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, unless somebody's doing the work and changing that or their style's changing, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty secure, like on a day-to-day basis, because I've worked on myself a lot. But if someone mm-hmm. is like very um dismissive, 
then it can make me feel anxious again. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And my, you know, my, my last ex, it was like a situation where it was like, you know, I was like, hey, can we, you know, do a text check-in once a day? And he was like, counteroffer, polyamory, you know, like we were just so mismatched. It was really yeah. like, <laughs> there's no alignment of yeah. desires, you know? <laughs> void, void this contract. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just noticed your art behind you is a tarot card, the star card. <gasps> I do. Cool. I have, I have oh a, my gosh. okay. So the yeah. star and the moon and then that oh. up there is the, the sun oh, oh awesome amazing okay why those choices of cards what do those mean to you well those those were the tarot tapestries available okay uh, but i also really like i i like them i feel like i have you know at, at times i have like uh drawn the star and been like oh this is gonna be a good time in my life and mm-hmm. uh I don't know as much about the moon and the sun. I feel like the, the sun is like, yes, you're like getting victory and forward motion, right? Yeah, it's masculine. Moon, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the moon is like kind of feminine, witchy. Mm-hmm. That's why I did like the purple and yellow. Ooh, so yeah. I love it. So do you yeah. do tarot? I'm learning. I love when people do tarot on me, but I don't have all the cards memorized or anything, but I yeah. think it's fun. I'm not like too much into like the future prediction aspects but I really like working with archetypes I think archetypes are very useful you know Ooh, Ooh, in what ways do you work with them yeah like, in your life your archetype um I mean like I kind of think about myself like in different you know when I'm like making a certain decision like where is this like coming from in me is this like you know is this like the the mother is this like the maiden is this like the rebel you know just I feel like very like different yes different parts of me you know mm. oh yeah okay this is like my favorite thing I've learned in therapy and I do it with my clients um internal family systems the parts of you it's like it's it's internal the- family systems is like you literally have a family system inside you or- kind of yeah it's like you have parts and personalities it's a school of psychology and it's like it's like says that multiple personalities disorder isn't really a disorder. It's just out of balance, but that we all have multiple personalities. They're called parts and they like all coexist in us. Um, and so you totally have those parts, the rebel, the mother, the maiden, and like certain times you feel more like one part than the other parts get triggered. Yeah. It's like, it's like the most space I've ever felt I can get in my head. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of, I mean, I feel like there's these like human impulses that like, it's good to have the kind of ways of naming them. I sometimes <laughs> think about like goddesses or like mythological figures too, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a very Diana phase right now. Ooh, oh, you know? I intention. Yes. And she's yeah. like throat shocker. Are you doing more like speaking? Well, I mean, you, <gasps> you went on freaking late night. And you're wearing blue, which is the color of the throat chakra. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's all Diana. Yeah, I feel like very, I do feel very like creatively like liberated right now. It's kind of weird. I kind of got, I was on a very creative track and feeling very free creatively. And then some shit happened. Mm. Not most of it was not um, stuff that I had much control over at Mm -hmm. all, but I felt like I kind of got sucked into the vortex mm-hmm. of various other people's stuff Energy. you know mm-hmm. and um 
just had a lot of tragedy and then the pandemic mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. I kind of feel like okay like you know coming out no man here fuck me up I'm gonna make some yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna put on some eyeliner uh, wait did you did you start to, some time did you start to feel like that really recently like Aries season because that is the start of the new zodiac season year okay when did it start um early April or late early April late March late, late March, March. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I kind of started feeling a little bit of that more like, you know, February, late February, early March, but like it's been building. Oh, that's so good. And your sweater I'm noticing too has like stars and a moon. Did you do that just for us? Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon subscribers, you're welcome. (laughs) I have a cool like sweatshirt on today. That's awesome. I love that. Oh, we're all feeling this sweatshirt vibe. Um, yes. Wait, what, like, what has been a good part of quarantine for you? Anything? Yeah, honestly, I've had some pretty good times in quarantine. Um, it's, I resisted it for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I really was, like, super mad and upset that stand-up was not a thing. Yeah. But... I've had a lot of time to like work on myself. I've done a lot of work on like attachment, a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation of different kinds. Um, And there's part of me that is like actually having anxiety about like not having all this time anymore soon. (laughs) I know. Well, it's crazy now now it feels like we're having to split time between different dimensions. Like yesterday I had to go to an in-person event yesterday and it felt so weird like I have to physically get in my car and go to a place at a certain time where everything now I'm just so accustomed to everything being virtual and I just sit right down at my computer it was just wild to go from two virtual events to a real in-person one like it feels like such a dichotomy what was it like when you were there Leah like when you were in person did you adjust (laughs) it feels a little like people talk to each other differently I think the masks also it feels like um invulnerable Mm. I don't know it's it's interesting I think have you done stand-up since like an outside show or anything I've done some outside shows yeah did you feel Mm. like it was weird like you kind of forgot how to talk to people because I totally feel like that I do yeah it was kind (laughs) of like it was weird because I was like man I'm here I should be like soaking in this socializing but I felt the impulse to be like in the corner on my phone and shit just like I'm not ready you know but I mean, I feel like it'll, the social mode will kind of kick back in, you know? It'll yeah. come back. Yeah. It'll take time. So you were <laughs> saying before you don't like using tarot for future, but you like using it more for present. Have you had any like super witchy, spooky experiences with the cards or with psychics or anything? Hmm. Well, so the thing is, is they don't really believe in like future prediction at all I think like okay you know what idea of fate I subscribe to is like the Greek idea of fate like when a tragedy happens in a Greek tragedy you probably know this already but just like the reason that it happens is because of who that person is so their fate is like the natural outgrowth of their character so mm. for who who they are there's no other choice it is their fate you know they have the the tragic flaws you know or whatever attributes mm. that made them 
you know, in the, be in the situation. So like, I do believe that, you know, people are somewhat fated to do certain things, but to me, it's like, because of like a lack of, you know, consciousness, like we don't mm. really have that much choice. Um, mm. And like to become like mildly more conscious is to like gain a little more choice and decide where you want to steer the ship. But mm. I feel like we only ever get to like, you know, it's somewhere between like three and ten percent right like most of, <laughs> it's like there's there's so much shit like both like you know genetics and like family and like past experiences and like society like you know so we do have a fate like in a way mm-hmm. but like the, the to me like the thing to to hope for is to like actually you know begin to get like some choice in it um but in terms of like witchy experiences I've definitely had a lot of really witchy experiences like yes I felt like you did I feel like I'm like I've had times in my life where I definitely was like manifesting is real like um I was during that time like 2014 actually like right when I came back from Burning Man I was I don't know. I, I really had a lot of like um, chaotic sex energy or something. I don't know from that, but it, I was like, there was just like so much like weird, like swirling, like force of will or whatever. And I was like, I really want to like double down on Connie and I want to like find like a comedic mentor that will help. Mm. And then like right after that, I met Margaret Cho and she like temporarily what? wanted to like move into the co-op that I was living in. So I was like, what the fuck like I was like I'm getting a mentor and then it was like Margaret Cho lives in my house so it was crazy that's so fucking cool and we both love Margaret she's been on our show before like she's just the fucking coolest she is really really cool I love her she's amazing and she's really witchy Uh she's very witchy yeah and I don't know so you so did she mentor you like you got to wow that's took me on the road and stuff for a little bit it was awesome what did you learn from her like on the road well you know I think Margaret has this kind of like unshakable confidence in herself that like to be honest with you I don't have (laughs) like but you can like there is something really like it's easy to see why Margaret is the way that she's she is like she is. And by the way she is I mean like incredibly successful because it's like she just deeply like trusts her own creative impulses like Oof. no matter what oh and, um, yes Oof. yeah it's really great it was great to be around I would love mm. to cultivate more of that quality in myself um you know but yeah I mean I don't know. I I kind of go back and forth on it. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I definitely think that like witchy shit is like very real. Like, Oh yeah. What's like the witchiest thing that's, that's happened to you that you can recall besides Mm -hmm. manifesting Margaret Cho as a mentor. That's already pretty good. (laughs) That's really good. Any like spooky ghost? No ghosts. Um, Do you believe in ghosts? Well, okay. Well, okay. There was kind of an experience. I, I, after I went through a very intense life tragedy in 2019, mm. someone I was very close to, uh, a boyfriend passed mm. away unexpectedly. Mm. And then a couple months after that, I decided to drink ayahuasca mm. and 
when I have the sat in ayahuasca ceremony for a couple nights and and both nights I feel like I like went to the realm between the living and the dead like Hades or whatever you know like uh-huh. and so everyone was kind of like everyone was kind of like transparent like sort of like skeletons that were like sort of in and out and like skin sometimes and like things mm. that, and it was weird and I was like vision I was like I was visually like okay well this is you know an ayahuasca trip but like it it felt real but it's also like Mm -hmm. but then a few months later I went to this like I I went to stay with a friend and there was like an energy healer there and um she was like yeah you know he's just giving people sessions you want a session and it was actually really cool so I said sure and he made me feel way better but he said something to me after he's like it's really interesting because you're one of the few people that had that I've met that has been to the realm between the, the living and the dead and not a lot of people have been there so that was like whoa you know? <laughs> yeah oh but how did that feel for you to when when he said that where you were like how did he know that yeah I mean like it's it, it's weird because like on the one hand you know it could be something that he just like said to people but on the other hand like I had just experienced that so I was just like and you no. did, did you tell him in your session about that? No. They, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. I totally get what you mean. Like even, even me as totally a witch with this show, Basic Witches, I sometimes I, I like watch ancient aliens and I'm like, they're making a good point. And then other times I'm like, this is bullshit. Like science. Um, so I, I go back and forth on what I believe too. Did you guys hear there was another like UFO spotting? No. I didn't hear that. This past week, there's like a picture of it. Oh, oh, I want to know more. <laughs> That's yeah. all I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's out there and I don't think they want to touch us. Mm. Do you Do you think there's any other life out there, Kate? Yes, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that like we will be contacted by them or anything like that, but it it seems like very realistic to me that like in the whole universe there's right? like some other intelligent life. Like it's more on likely than not. One planet. That's just like yeah. wild to me. Like we have no idea what's what's out there. <sighs> what That's fun even? to think about sometimes. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I feel like I was wondering that from a really early age, like, wait, but what is like beyond the blackness of space? Like, like, what are we in? Sometimes when I get too high and I think about this stuff, it really scares the shit out of me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It is definitely like, it is a lot to think about. I I just wonder like how far away is it? Is it like possible (sighs) to you know go I mean also there's like the Fermi paradox thing where it's like if it could happen it would have already happened because mm. like there was you know like these if there were, were like uh, other civilizations that were like technically advanced enough to do it like they wouldn't be on the same like timeline as us you know mm-hmm. like they, so I oh yeah know. they're way ahead yeah um I want to know how and when you started doing comedy 
uh, I started doing comedy in like 2011, 12. And um, I started because I was in grad school and I fucking hated it. <laughs> and uh, I just really, I was in grad school for theater and I was really like, oh my God, I just hate this. Not mm. theater, but I hated that grad school. And so I really mm. was like, like wanting to explore another type of creative expression so I signed up for some open mics and ended up really loving it and just like was like okay I'm gonna do this all the time now you know oh yeah I love it I miss performing so much like live audiences yeah because we used to do our show at the comedy store in the haunted basement yeah (laughs) I did stand up for like seven eight years don't really do it as much mainly do improv um but it's still like at my core and I fucking love joke writing I love punchlines so I would I still consider myself a stand-up that's awesome my head yeah (laughs) but I just miss hearing laughter Mm. from other people Ugh. yeah yeah Ugh. Ugh. me too <laughs> Leah and I met doing musical improv and it's like it hurts to think about how much I miss it it's gonna come back it'll be back yeah. soon we're in the okay. home stretch yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> I hope so but like all our theaters close not all of them yeah, I guess the I, mean, I, think that, I think that stuff will reemerge. you know oh okay. yeah like a renaissance okay I think I it like might that. be mm-hmm. I hope so I like that so do you consider yourself a witch? Yeah, I think so. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know what I even mean by that. Like, <laughs> I used to have this bit that, like, I did in stand-up for a little while that I only believe in two categories of people. <laughs> There's two genders, sad boy and witch. <laughs> Neither of them are related to... Um, biological gender whatsoever biological sex or even like gender at all sorry I, I, I said that wrong apologies but for me the two genders are sad boy and, sad boy and, witch. <laughs> and uh, to me it's like either you're someone that is like life is just happening to you and you feel upset about it or you feel the magic sparkle and you're like I can mm. influence my reality you're so right like this is truth like I'm now looking at all the characters in my life and I'm like labeling one over the other yeah you're so right you're so right and sad boys can become witches oh yeah right I can't yeah I feel like I was but also witches can live with sad boys Mm -hmm. I think too like I think that that's what's been going on with a lot of my a lot of the men I've been involved with, I think mm. had like a lot of like witchiness. And I mm. I know that because I felt us like interacting in the metaphysical realm. Mm-hmm. You know? yes. <laughs> like I would just be like, and they'd be like, I got that. <laughs> you yes. know? With yes. But then they were just like, so like, uh, you know, just weighed down by their own mm. sadness. Yeah. So when you were like manifesting, when you said you were really tapped into that, how do you personally do that when you're in witch mode? Hmm. Or did it kind of just happen naturally? I don't know. I mean, for me, there's like a few kind of pathways to sort of getting to it, but definitely like a daily practice of like meditation helps and like you know, occasional psychedelic use, not gonna lie. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. You're on the right show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't know. uh, 
I think that for a while I've felt very like, like I was able to channel my own sexual frustration in like a weird like sex magic kind of way but I don't know if I would want to do that again okay because like like accumulating that level of like frustration and horniness like in order to (laughs) yeah in order to like alchemize it or whatever was like Uh very hard (laughs) intense (laughs) yeah how did you do that tangibly it wasn't on purpose. I was just like, <laughs> I was in a lot of unrequited lust or love, and Oof. I felt like the, I felt like this strong, like magnetic, like pull on my mm. soul. And then so it was like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, this, this can't happen with you know this get person, it out. people, it, or or it just really shouldn't happen or whatever. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna like take that like fucking beam of like energy and just like direct it to something else (laughs) (laughs) totally get that I feel like I was so determined after my after getting dumped and being like sexually frustrated I was so determined I got like my first tv writing gig and like Mm -hmm. first paid modeling work like I just yeah I channeled that I get that every time I've had a major heartbreak it's been a major level up like it's whether yeah, you want it or not, it kind too. of happens, yeah. right? I, I don't feel like forces a sexual, you into that. I don't feel like a particularly sexual frustration right now, but I am experiencing like I don't know what it is. Like I don't really feel like I did just break up with someone a couple months ago. I don't really feel heartbroken about it, but I definitely feel like I feel this like. Um, I feel like this kind of like reflective stuff of like, oh man, like there is like no one that can actually, you know, advance my career except for me. There is mm-hmm. no one that can make me stop having relationships with people that I'm not compatible with other than me. Like I have to, yes. I, I have to do it. <laughs> like yeah. will not be done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I do feel like a kind of like sense of responsibility right now. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I am like, I don't know. Sometimes I do feel like there is like a a little bit of a uh, little bit of temptation to engage in the like the the sex magic stuff. You know, mm, see if I can yeah. flirt with someone. Yeah, yeah. and you know you can do it on your own. Far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's super powerful on your own solo sex yeah 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 I guess that's yeah that's true could could because I, I mean I don't know though because I mean for me the way I'm used that is like so much about the frustration mm. but I know that there are people who like to manifest with like orgasm and yeah like, I see yeah. what you're saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah that's different well okay I think it's time for a reading from us to you if you oh, like. okay cool I'm yeah. excited Leah, were you I, I do have a question before we get into the reading. What is your sign? What are, are your signs if you know them? Um, I'm a Gemini sun <gasps> yes. sign and I think a Cancer moon. Oh, um, I don't know my rising sign, but I feel like it's also Gemini. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm a Gemini sun. Oh, and awesome. I, and I know the Cancer Moon would make your 
like emotions with a maternal instinct, probably. Mm-hmm. Like you-, Do you love like being at home, being cozy and like comfortable and taken care of. Nice warm yeah. meal. Do you love all Co-dependent those things? relationships? Yeah, with men. <laughs> you're good. My my little baby sons. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. So, is anything on your heart or mind to ask about today specifically, or is there anything you want to address in this reading? Hmm. I guess, like, I'm in this time where I just feel like, okay, you know, so many new things are beginning, you know, both, like, my own period of not being in the relationship I was in anymore, and, like, the world reopening, and I guess it's Mm -hmm. just, like, what should I, like, focus on or keep in mind, Mm. like, throughout this, you know, shift? I love that. Okay, awesome. Love it. I'm gonna pull from the Ask Your Guides deck. And the revolution of self-reverence. Okay. And I like how these colors are going together today. Uh (laughs) In a revolution of Mm self-reverence. Okay. So we want an answer or some guidance on how to navigate the newness. Okay. So tell me when you feel like you want me to stop shuffling, Kate. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. Oh, woo! Truth. Truth. Holy shit. The card I pulled from my own deck was I speak my truth today. Whoa. Oh, wow. Whoa. Um, And the the, big truth day. the, The number is 21. So, okay. This is to me saying like, that's what you need to remember is tapping into your higher self, your truth, everyone in their truths moving into this new world so for listeners the card's like very yellow there's a candle a figure holding a candle and then there's like a floating figure above it almost like the higher self and then four shadowy figures next to it so it's like six figures total is there six people in your family kate or like does six the number six mean anything to you or the color yellow um Okay, let me think. Definitely, I nothing super comes to mind with like okay. six. Um, I'm trying to think. And the number of the card is 21 too. The color yellow is often for abundance. I have been like, I was like, I did like think about yellow a lot like a couple years ago when I was like trying to manifest like a next step in my Ooh. career. And I was like using like yellow candles and stuff. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, maybe this is a sign to bring that back. Well, I want to read. I this. do think the, the one thing that is coming to mind with six is I was thinking about it, and I think that I have had like five, like there are like five relationships in my life that have been like really important to me. So. Ooh. Maybe, six, maybe there's maybe. another one coming. Another one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, since this is the higher self, I would think self-relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Let's see what it says. Cause I feel like this applies to the collective too, with what you asked about, like what, how everything's reopening and where we're all going. So honesty, mm. clarity, discipline, intellect, your higher self is present, activating your powers of reason and intellect. It asks you to develop clarity and objectivity when looking at your life, rather than interpreting events through the murky and distorted waters of emotions. 
Strive to see the reality of what happened in the past so you can acquire a more accurate understanding of what's going on. You may notice things that make you uncomfortable or challenge your ethics. Ask your higher self to give you the courage to stand up for your truth and mm -hmm. address difficult situations at their core rather than distance yourself or pretend you don't see the real problems because they make you uncomfortable. Like the child in the fairy tale, The Emperor's New Clothes, your higher self is motivating you to not only see life more deeply, but to also share your perceptions with those around you. Oh, you do that in stand-up. Oh, nice. <laughs> This is the time, for example, to address your unbalanced budget and look for ways to cut corners. It's also the time to acknowledge your ever-expanding waistline and seek out what's really eating at you. This is when you need to step away from your emotions and dispassionately study the problems at hand so that you can come to a solution without blame and projection. Mm. Ask yourself what the problem is, not who the problem is. Only then can you begin to find real solutions with productive outcomes. Your higher self is sharpening your perception and clarifying your view so that you can make an important and necessary change at this time. As Carl Jung once said, when the diagnosis is correct, the healing begins. And your higher self's message is look for the truth behind appearances. That makes sense. Yeah, that feels like very resonant with what I was saying before of like, you know, hey, actually, no one else can fix this stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Like you're studying it and you know what you need to do. Okay. Beautiful. Now wow. I'm going to get a little follow up. This is just be like a symbol to answer your question. Um, how to navigate. Oh, you got a <gasps> jumper. That's it. Okay. So it's actually two. Cool. Ooh, loneliness and air, which air is your Gemini sign. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> nice. So a lot of times when this loneliness card comes up, it means spend time with yourself. Because she has roses in her hand. She's pondering life. It's like not a bad loneliness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's aloneness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, aloneness. And um, air would make me think, you know, like Gemini thinking or dreaming, dreaming up what's next. Mm. That makes sense coming from yourself, higher self alone, not outside influence. Okay. Love it. I wonder if that's a sign too, to do a little breath work, like move some stuff in your body. Oh, air. Air. Yeah. Breathing. Oh yeah. I've been thinking about doing some breath work actually. I don't really Ooh. know how, but I'm sure that there's YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There totally is. There you go. Ooh, love awesome. it. Great, Paul. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for coming on. Um, this was a you... blast. It's yes, so fun. So Yay, fun. Could too. you tell our listeners how they can keep up with you, what, how they can check out your work, all that jazz? Yeah, so I just wrote a, a new audiobook that is out on Audible right now, which is really fun. Talk about masculinity and like <laughs> life and, you know, it's, it's like a comedic memoir, but also I interviewed some men, oh, cool. experts on masculinity. Um, but it's good. It's called Dirtbag Anthropology, and I worked on it for a long time. I'm really proud of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a weekly podcast called Reply Guys, which is a leftist feminist comedy podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at Kate Willett with two T's or Insta at Kate Willett. Awesome. They will find you. Our listeners are the best. 
They will nice. find you Thank and they will so love much. you. <laughs> yes. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and let's <laughs> wrap it up with a basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today. I'm grateful for breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos. Ooh, I'm grateful for <laughs> that's beautiful. That needs no follow-up. Like I didn't. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm I'm grateful for health first of all, but just like all the privilege of having a place to live and a couch to be on to watch TV. Like, ugh, I had one of those moments last night where it hit me like, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking lucky for all the safety around me. I feel grateful for my room. It's like a really nice place to be. Mm, sanctuary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kate. Love that. Thank, Thank you so you, much Kate. for doing this. It was such it's a joy a, to meet you. It was a blast. Really nice to meet you too. <laughs> Witches,